When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money, but are your bills even accurate? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million to save. Visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. If you're a firearms enthusiast like I am, or you have one in your life, let me tell you about the industry's best-kept secret. Bear Creek Arsenal. This is a veteran-owned and operated gun manufacturer. Bear Creek Arsenal, that is, based in Sanford, North Carolina. They make high-quality firearms at an incredible value. Learn more about Bear Creek Arsenal at bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck. Use promo code buck to get 10% off your first order. One more time, bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck and promo code buck to get 10% off your first order. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in everybody to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show on this Tuesday, March 1st, State of the Union Day. Oh my, going to be a creative writing exercise for those last minute changes to this speech, that's for sure. I think it would be amazing if the president, Joe Biden, would just come out and be honest and say the state of our union is... Not so good, because I'm bad at this job. Maybe somebody else should take over. I mean, it would be an amazing political moment. I don't expect anyone thinks that's going to happen, but we will tell you what will be talked about tonight. We'll get into some of the previews out there in the political media, some of the major themes. Our theme, of course, is Joe Biden is, I thought he was going to be bad at this. Clay thought he was going to be bad at being president. He has exceeded our expectations in badness. I think there's, there's no question about that but there's one thing that is near and dear to our hearts here on the show right now Um, and of course later on we'll give you updates on on everything else in the news cycle we will talk in a deep dive session about the escalation and and a situation in ukraine getting worse as i anticipated it would this is not going to be quick this is not going to be a limited conflict in terms of duration i think or even well we'll get there in a bit But in the meantime, we wanted to talk to you about the mask situation. Because, Clay, I think this is in many ways the perfect preview of what we should all expect tonight. Because masks all of a sudden dropping all over the place. I no longer get the angry stares of, you're an evil granny killer. When I walk into a a coffee shop, whatever, with a mask on here in New York, all of a sudden, like magic, Jen Psaki wants to say this about the whole situation. I would say the president is very powerful, but he couldn't make us be in the green zone that we're in right now in D.C. That's why we are not uh, required. We're not going to be required to wear masks starting tomorrow. So uh, I would say that for him, it had nothing to do with the timing around the State of the Union. Uh, He wanted to give the CDC the time to assess and make recommendations that would be clear to the American public about uh, what their recommendations would be for mask wearing moving forward. I just real quick, Clay, I just would say. If anyone believes that, I don't even care what their part. If anyone believes that, please don't vote because you, you are you are not able to think through problems of politics and policy in a way that is even remotely sound. It is the most obvious lie anybody could ever conjure. And she's saying it all the time. It It is. Think about this, Buck. Friday, the CDC comes out with new guidelines. Those new guidelines, by the way, are what allows there to be a green area. Because make no mistake, the overall rate of COVID infection right now is still wildly higher than it was for much of last year. And certainly wildly higher than it was for much of 2020 when everything shut down. There are way more cases of COVID right now than there were 
in March of 2020 when we did 15 days to stop the spread. Remember all that insanity two years ago? The reason why masks are now being removed is because the CDC redefined what the overall characterization of high levels of spread and everything else were. So this is 100% a political decision. This is about the political science, not the science at all. And what's so frustrating to many of us is we've known this for so long that this was what was going to happen. And the fact that you've got the CDC on Friday, Buck, you've got New York State and New York City over the weekend announcing their changes. You've got California, Washington, and Oregon announcing their changes. All of that happening before Joe Biden speaks tonight because Joe Biden's pollsters came out, Buck, and said, you're getting hammered on this. We have to change the trajectory. You need to declare victory against COVID and move on because that's where the American public now is. But the problem is that's not good enough. And this is what we're going to continue to hammer off and on. You may get tired of us saying it for the next eight months. First of all, they're going to bring back COVID restrictions. Like even now they're saying, well, we're doing away with this now while we can, but we may bring them back masks on kids, social distancing, vaccine mandates, all of that. So it's not going away. It's going away for some places for right now. That's why the midterms have to be an evisceration. And I appreciated what you said, Buck, because I think it's the it's the message that Republicans should run with. Biden's a disaster. But the 2022 midterms, while being partly a referendum on Biden, are really a referendum on all the senators and congressmen and your school board members and your local administrators and your local officials who did this to us. And we're wrong about everything. There have to be consequences for all of these people being wrong about everything. And those consequences need to be a red wave, the likes of which we have not seen. Everybody needs to be a single issue voter and it's COVID failure. That's what you are casting your ballot about. You're either voting for freedom or voting for tyranny this fall. Everyone should know this. That is actually a true way to put the choice that is before the American people in the midterm election. And I know that it's only March, but friends, it's, this is going to creep up, uh, creep up on us fast. And the people who have been in charge, who have been so wrong about everything, they're not humbled. They're not sorry. They're not sitting around thinking, how can we do better next time? Their only, their only thought process, really, in terms of what will guide their actions and how they will conduct themselves, whether it's Biden, Democrats in the Senate, the House, all the blue check doctors that have been on CNN and MSNBC and writing for the New York Times, Washington Post, constantly over two years who are wrong about basically everything yes. none of them are saying to themselves wow maybe we should listen to the clay travis and buck sexton show more which would have been a smart thing for them to come away thinking. that's how bad things were buck if you and i had been in charge of american covid policy the country would be in an infinitely better place the economy would be better mental health across the country would be better kids would be better kids educated. would be better off focus more on protecting and getting every single senior think about the Think about the messaging damage. And, and I, I, I know we have the whole other state of the union. We're going to get into the economy and how they're going to try to spin inflation. This is going to be really tough. You know, this is like this is going to be the waiter who shows up and is charging you three times as much for your dinner as you thought it was going to be and is explaining to you. It's not that expensive. It's not that bad. This is fine. You love those French fries. Anyway, Clay, the the, the reality of what we have seen here during during covid is a collapse of the elites in real time a collapse of their credibility a collapse of their uh i i would hope this is the part of it that remains to be determined their ability to control us going forward and they're going to fight with everything they have against this they're they're not thinking to themselves hold on a second what is it that we can do here that will bring the country back together all that really matters is maintaining power staying in charge and being in a position to do all this stuff to us again. And yeah, if we had been in a charge, a charge of the country, it would have been better. Think of how much, if instead of trying to convince five-year-olds, oh, I, I saw, I think you shared that data, Clay. Yes. Vaccine boosters for, what was it, five to 12-year-olds? Vaccines themselves for five to 11-year-olds have had virtually zero impact in limiting your the kids of getting infected. So 
everybody out there who rushed, and I said straight up, people are going to call you anti-vax. I didn't get my five-year-old vaxxed, uh, now seven-year-old. I didn't get my 11-year-old vaxxed. I'm not going to do it, okay? Five to 11-year-olds, zero positive result when it comes to rates of infection based on getting the COVID shot. And by the way, that's written in the New York Times. Even the New York Times is writing it for people out there who are like, oh, I don't know that I trust that data. If you ran out and got your 5 to 11-year-old vaxxed for COVID, you got them zero positive impact effectively. They didn't need the vax to start with, but they had the vax had no impact on whether or not they got COVID. And yet we could just go back three or four months and people were in hysterics about waiting to get their children vaccinated. Oh, my gosh, little Timmy, little Susie. And all the kids crying like, oh, we could finally get the COVID shot. It's child abuse that they had made their kids think they were afraid. Think of all the sociopaths that were taking photos of themselves with their with their writhing, crying children, getting a shot in the arm. They were the adults were trying to show everybody how seriously they take the virus. These people are idiots. And it's terrifying. We have to share a country with so many millions of lib idiots. I'm just going to be honest with you. I mean, I actually thought. And this has been a, a a change in my perception of people around me. I thought even like the Democrats that I grew up around and with in New York City would be far more rational during COVID than they were. I know I wasn't going to get them to agree with me on a lot of other things, but I figured they could realize that building a little miniature restaurant outside of a restaurant <laughs> wasn't actually doing anything from an epidemiological point of view. I, I figured they could they could understand that when every single study shows that there's almost zero globally transmission of COVID outside, racing around New York City on a bicycle with an N95 mask on is psychotic. I was wrong. I was wrong. They were crazier than I thought. And, and for people who ask me, why am I so angry at Fauci. I, I see this all in my Twitter thread, you know, Twitter responses, which I try to not look at unless it's someone on our team, you know, one of our people. Um, but I, I see people will say, Fauci did the best he can. You could have done any better. Really? There was an alternate way to go. We talked about the alternate way to go. There was the Great Barrington Declaration. The fact that there were seniors still who I, who didn't get vaccinated and many of whom were distrustful of this whole situation because of how much it was politicized just goes to show you the messaging was a massive failure. Imagine if we had all been united, as you and I would have, we said all along, our parents. I love yes. nobody in the world more than I love my parents, right? You feel the same way. I mean, you know, you love your immediate family members more than anything else. My parents were vaccinated and boosted. You said it too. Imagine if we could have been united as a country on, look, guys, this really is a disease that threatens those 65 and up. We really know this. We all agree on this. Let's make sure all of them know that it's really in their interest, not mandating it, but really in, in their interest to get the shot. It's a lot harder to make that case when Fauci's running around saying, I think your five-year-old is going to need an eight-dose regimen, <laughs> maybe 12 doses. You know, people yeah. understandably see that and say, these people are lunatics. And when college kids are protesting because they're not having to wear masks. I mean, the the entirety, and and, and this is a good debate question that we should have, I think, going forward, now that every mask mandate's being basically ended and the vax mandates are being ended, when in the world are they going to take it off for airplanes, right? I mean, because that's the last place. And as the Southwest Airlines and American Airlines uh, CEO said under oath, actually, based on the recirculated air, the safest place probably that you could be is on an airplane when it comes to uh, to whether or not COVID is spreading there. But... This idea that we have to continue this cosmetic theater of sitting around and pulling down your mask while you take a drink and then putting it back up and wearing it inside of the airports in general, it's madness. It's absolute madness. You and I understand this, and and our people, our extended family, which is everyone listening to this across the country, they understand this too. This isn't over when they stop with these mandates. It's over when they admit the mandates were wrong. And had no impact, which is really why we played that Saturday Night Live skit, because this is where we say team rationality is gaining members every single day. And it's taken some people a long time to come on board. But when Saturday Night Live is doing that skit, if you didn't see it, you can go see it on Twitter. We played it uh, for you. I think it's up at clayandbuck.com. When they're making fun of the ridiculousness of uh, of all these restrictions, 
they're basically acknowledging that they had no impact. That's what they're doing. They're not saying it directly, but that's basically what they're not acknowledging. Don't you wish fixing your car was simple? Cars today have more tech and with it a more complicated and expensive repair bill. That's why so many people are getting a protection plan through CarShield. Whether your car has 5,000 or 150,000 miles, CarShield has monthly coverage options for all budgets. They make it easy to get your car fixed when you need covered repairs. You choose the mechanic you trust. CarShield administrators take care of the rest. Plans through CarShield even provide rental car options as well as roadside assistance and trip reimbursement all at no extra cost. CarShields help millions of drivers. That's why they're America's number one auto protection company. Getting coverage is as easy as one, two, three. Contact CarShield for your free quote. Two, tell them about your vehicle. And three, choose the type of protection you need. That's it. Get coverage today. Go to carshield.com slash Clay and Buck or call 800-391-8888 to save 10% on your plan. That's carshield.com slash Clay and Buck, or you can call 800-391-8888 to save 10%. A deductible may apply. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. With over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable, Visit gcu.edu. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash news. That's LifeLock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. On this program, Clay and I are here to help you cut through the noise, the ulterior motives, to uncover the truths that no one else is going to tell you. That's what our colleague Mark Chaikin does. But for the U.S. stock market, Mark worked on Wall Street for 50 years. Across those decades, he invented three new indices for the Nasdaq and has predicted some of the biggest market shifts of the past decade, including the recent mania in AI stocks. Mark says the majority of Americans are... This is a guy who's basically an authoritarian gas station attendant, okay? With some legacy nuclear weapons from the old Soviet Union. They, their whole society is hollowed out except for that energy. And so if you want to hit them, hit them at the gas pump. Hit them, hit them with energy. Welcome back to the Clay and Buck Show. That was the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, taking some shots at Vladimir Putin and bringing up something that is really at the center of this from the U.S. perspective. How much can we do? What should we do in response to the invasion of Ukraine? Just as an update right now on what's going on, uh, the 
capital of Kiev is increasingly coming under Russian uh, airstrike and artillery and missile strikes. And so that's likely to continue. Some are saying there might be a true siege of the capital city as Russian forces continue to move into the country. Keep in mind, it's only a small portion of the Russian forces that have already been pre-positioned for this invasion that have been deployed. Casualties are going up, civilian casualties going up with each passing day. This fighting looks to be getting worse, uh, and it does not seem that there is any imminent negotiation going on. So now we turn to what is the U.S. and Western response of this going to be? What levels are we willing to take it to? And you had Ron DeSantis there talking about the energy sector and how we have put sanctions, we meaning the West generally, but America specifically, on Russia, Clay, in order to create economic pressure. And the ruble has fallen and the stock market is tanking over there and they're, they're, they're feeling it, but they're not feeling it at an, at an economic level existential level like we won't be able to pay our bills no milk in the store no bread on the shelves level um instead we have carved out their energy sector and said well we're not going to hit that and here is saki white house press secretary trying to tell everybody well that's because it would have big impacts on us here at home if we were to do that play we have taken steps um we have not taken some steps on uh, energy sanctions, uh, in part because we weigh that. It um, doesn't mean they're off, they're off the table. That remain They remain on the table. But Europeans, for example, are very concerned about further price spikes on, on gas in particular. Their prices have gone up 335% over the last Three, yes, over the last year and 26% over the last five days. So sanctioning energy would affect Russia's income stream. Certainly that would be a reason to do it, but it would also have extreme consequences on the world energy markets, particularly for our allies in Europe. So I use that as an example because we have to weigh all of the factors as we uh, weigh whether to take additional steps. We have additional steps we could take, but we consider all of those factors as we make determinations. So Clay, she's basically, she is actually just saying, well, yeah, we could hit Russia a lot harder economically, but that would hurt us, too, economically. That would cause an increase in gas prices. I think the Democrats realize this is a political vulnerability, which is why, more than anything else, although I'm sure they also don't want to see higher prices across the board, I think that they realize this is a problem for them going into the State of the Union, going into the midterm election as well. Well, people are going to start to put two and two together here. This isn't complicated. You can't be social justice warrioring on Twitter and saying, oh, look at what we're doing. We're pulling Russian vodka off of our shelves. We're not going to buy Russian vodka. Meanwhile, we are buying millions of barrels of oil and the price of oil literally as we are speaking right now has risen to the highest level since 2014, uh, over a hundred dollars a barrel. And this is where the United States not maximizing its energy production, in particular in the oil and gas. For instance, Buck, I saw Senator Marco Rubio point out that we are producing over one million less gallons of oil per day, barrels of oil per day, than we were before Joe Biden took office. Why did that happen? Because of this whole Green New Deal energy process that they put in place. So... You can't have it both ways. You can't social justice warrior for Ukraine and argue, hey, let's pour out all the Russian vodka and meanwhile be passing money directly to Russia for buying a million barrels of oil from Russia every day, which is what the United States is doing on average. That means we're giving Russia over $100 million a day while we're claiming that we are bringing to bear economic sanctions upon them. You're you know, fighting a battle with one arm behind your back. And when that is occurring, sooner or later, that dichotomy becomes apparent. If you are going to stand up to Russia, then you're going to have to bear the price of increased oil, or you're going to have to do what I think most people would agree listening to this program. You're going to have to produce the highest amount of oil that the United States possibly can in an effort to help to make up for what you're losing from Russia in terms of production. Here's Jen Psaki on this 
very issue this morning on Fox News talking about how the Keystone XL pipeline would take a long time to affect markets. We'll, we'll address this in a second. Listen, the president shares the concern about any impact on gas prices, on energy prices for the American people. And that's why a range of options remain on the table. He already recently tapped into the Strategic Petroleum Reserve uh, just last fall, which had an impact. But I would say but the Keystone pipeline. Smart, it, but, that, but the impact, but, Jen, that was pretty that was a. A blip. blip. Uh, you but know, it was the, a 10 cent thing, but it doesn't last. But, Dana, the policies you mentioned, I, I know Senator uh, Senator Cotton and others have mentioned these, they, they are not policies that would address the issue at all. Uh, this Keystone Pipeline, it would take years for that to have an impact on prices. Obviously, there are a range of reasons why the president opposes it, but it wasn't functioning, isn't functioning. It would take years. Now, let, let, let's be honest about this. This is purely ideologically and emotionally driven for Democrats. The opposition, not just to Keystone XL, uh, well, but specifically in that case, because it doesn't stop the oil from the Canadian shale oil and shale sand or whatever. You know, I forget what the technical term for it is. It's going to get pumped either way. Right. They're, they're going to they're actually going to be using that oil regardless. So it doesn't change the emissions. It's just a question of whether the U.S. has a hand in it or not with the pipeline. But, Clay, they're hostile to fossil fuel across the board. They're hostile to exploration, to exploration on federal land. They make it more difficult for the energy sector. They talk about shutting down. They brag about shutting down aspects of the energy sector. So, yeah, it it would affect things maybe in a few years. But the point is they're on the wrong side of the issue because we still live in a world that runs on fossil fuel. And then you just stop acting like idiot children who can't see that. Well, and everybody is going to slowly realize this, that you can't have sanctions or an embargo against Russian goods and carve out a massive exception that allows the Russian economy to continue to flourish in many ways, right? So this is the essence of what is going on, uh, and it's fundamentally directly contradictory. You can't sanction a country and argue that you're going to bring them to their knees economically while you are simultaneously sending them $100 million a day in oil money. It doesn't add up. Either you have to provide real sanctions without this massive loophole, or or you have to figure out, maybe both, but certainly you have to figure out a way to make up for the oil that right now we are sending money to Russia for and produce that oil and gas ourselves. Energy independence, not only for the United States, but also being able to sell that to all the other countries that are otherwise purchasing oil themselves. That's the essence of the issue, and that's what more and more Americans, I think, are going to see as this process plays itself out. Right now, a lot of Americans suffer from debilitating and disabling pain. You can only grin and bear it for so long. How about trying a new solution from our friends at Relief Factor. 15 years of scientific research. Look, this is a 100% drug-free product. It addresses joint pain, knee, hip, back, neck, and shoulder pain. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor. About 70% of them go on to order more. If you're currently in pain and you had a 7 in 10 chance to eliminate it, those are pretty good odds. What do you have to lose? Well, Joseph from New Jersey took a shot, shared his story with us. He was in pain for years after a van hit him when he was crossing a street in New York City. Taking Relief Factor, he said, felt good and helped him feel much better for the first time in years. He could play with his kids again and even do yard work. For him, it was like he had gotten his life back. You can join the more than half a million people and order the three-week quick start today for only nineteen ninety-five. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-4-RELIEF to get the nineteen ninety-five three-week quick start developed specifically for you. That's relieffactor.com, or you can call 800-4-RELIEF. Relief Factor. Feel the difference. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. I appreciate all of you hanging out with us. It is State of the Union Tuesday as the chaos continues in Ukraine and around the world. But we want to here give you an early preview of what we think Joe Biden is going to argue at his State of the Union address. And so I have got four things that I am supremely confident in, Buck, will be a part of this State of the Union. 
All right. By the way, Nancy Pelosi has also joined Joe Biden in saying that she's also not going to be wearing a mask. But she said if she had young children or uh, some sort of immuno-related disease, she would be wearing a mask. The young children part of that, first of all, she's 80. She hasn't had young children in 60 years. But uh, but the, the, the young children part of this makes zero sense because statistically kids are not in danger from COVID. And so it's a totally nonsensical statement by her. The party of science yet again demonstrating that they have no knowledge of actual science, but it also flies directly in the face of Jen Psaki attempting to argue that it's just coincidence that the mask mandates are vanishing just in time for the State of the Union. Buck, it's a big deal for Democrats, and this is one of my four-part things that I believe Joe Biden is going to get into his State of the Union. So let me start here. I think that Joe Biden will mention inflation. But he will mention inflation in the context of the reason why inflation exists, this is the argument he's going to make, is because we have the largest economic expansion ever. We've created more new jobs than any administration ever. Now, that's a lie because the jobs that we are getting are the jobs that we forced people to leave back in March of 2020, and we still don't have the same number of jobs. We have not recovered all of them going all the way back of March of 2020. But he's going to say we have the greatest economy ever. The inflation is a cost of that. And he's going to pivot and argue, Buck, that the way to handle inflation is by passing his Build Back Better bill, which is totally insane. You're not going to solve inflation by spending trillions of dollars more. But that is prong one of the four prongs that I'm confident he's going to argue. Second one. He's going to talk about Ukraine in the context of fighting for democracy and tie that in with January 6th and argue that that is a battle that the United States will fight around the world, but also is fighting on our own backyard. And he'll cite January 6th and argue that there was an attempt to overthrow uh, the government, even though it's not true, as an insurrection. He'll also, it wouldn't surprise me, If he takes a dig at Donald Trump by saying Putin is not a genius, he's a brutal dictator, something along those lines. I I would not be surprised. He's going to argue, and this is why they're not wearing masks, Buck. He's going to argue that they beat COVID thanks to his actions. And finally, he's going to try and take a lap for success on the Supreme Court using diversity and inclusion as the argument there. Do you think I'm going four for four? Do you think all four of those are going to hit? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. I, I think, Clay, it'll be fascinating to watch a presidency that has, in year one, less to cheer about and less to show for $1.9 trillion in partisan spending. It was just yeah. Democrats who went without it earlier on in 2021. And so much of what was promised, I mean, the Biden agenda, for example, couldn't even get his own party to pass it. So, I mean, how how they keep saying it's so popular and they keep saying, oh, but everyone wants this. Really? Because apparently not. But there's going to be a lot of that. There's going to be a lot of the attempt to convince people that what they see, what they've experienced, what the numbers say somehow doesn't matter. That Biden is operating at some level of 4D chess. You know, he's he's at the next level of of Democrat strategy where just give it time. It's all going to be amazing. Clay, in every one of these areas where there has been failure of this administration up to this point, none of it is surprising. None of it is actually something that wasn't foreseeable. You spend too much money, you get inflation. You refuse to enforce the law at the border and in the interior when it comes to illegal immigration. You get more legal immigration. You undermine cops. You defund police. You have progressive prosecutors. You empty out the prisons. You're going to have more crime. All of these things, there's cause and effect. And that's what I think is so damaging for the Democrats. A lot of these areas where they've had failure, uh, what happened in Afghanistan, the Afghan military, after 20 years of training, crumbled into nothing and didn't actually fight. And we had to run out of that country as fast as we possibly could. People saw the images themselves, right? They know what they've experienced under this administration. And here's the other part of it. The memory of, oh, Trump is so terrifying and the insurrection That only got them so far. You know, the first six months, all Biden had to say was, our democracy, it's under threat, folks, under threat, you know? 
Everyone said, oh, okay, fine. He's so much better than not not everyone listening to this, but, you know, the Democrats who voted for him. We're a year in. What does this guy have to show for it? I mean, tonight is really the state of the dumpster fire address because that's what <laughs> Biden's administration has been. And it'll be fascinating to watch. And I, I think it's perfect that Biden and Pelosi, no masks all of a sudden, as if we could, you could not script, if you were writing this as a screenplay, you could not write a better moment to show the theatricality and politics behind masking all along. By, if anyone should continue masking, it's Biden, it's Pelosi, it's people in their, basically in their 80s. By the way, if you're in your 80s, don't mask. It doesn't do anything. But the point is, if anyone should if do If anybody it, was going to do it, you're right. Yeah. And yet, and yet they're going to walk around and act like they're heroes and they've been right the whole time. It's just galling. I mean, it's the the level of of brazenness of the lies that we've been told, not just on COVID, but on every aspect of this. Clay, Biden never should have been the nominee, never should have been president. This is clear. It's already clear. And Democrats recognize it at some level. But what are they going to do? They got the tiger by the tail here. They don't want they don't want to deal with. The the alternative scenario would be having him step down for Kamala. We all know that Kamala is probably a bigger liability for the Democrats from an electoral perspective than Biden. So I don't know. I, I, they may talk. You know, there'll be talk about uh, Biden just lo- loves to go jobs. We're jobs, folks. Jobs. He just yells it and gets all squinty and yells it. And, you know, that'll be a big push. He'll say he's created all these jobs. I don't think anybody's really going to come away from. First of all, no one's going to remember the speech. We're, we'll talk about it tomorrow to analyze it. No one's going to remember it. And they got nothing, man. They got nothing. I I really do think that the pivot is going to be that they beat COVID. Like, I always try to think, and this may be the lawyer training in me, but one of the things about being a lawyer is sometimes you look at the facts and you're like, I got a bad side here. (laughs) And this is where any lawyer out there can tell you. Uh, it's, it's a lot like being a coach, you know, sometimes it's, it's how good a talent you got. You got to try to put the best game plan together, even when you've got a losing hand and Joe Biden has got maybe the worst hand in the history of a first year presidency in any of our lives. I, I mean that legitimately. I don't think that's hyperbole. I'm not sure that you can point and I know we got a lot of people of a lot of different ages. Buck, you and I, right around 40, some people consider that young. <laughs> uh, you know, middle age, whatever you want to call us. Two generations. And I know there's people out there listening who are 80 uh, and, and beyond. I don't think, no matter how old you are right now, I don't think we have ever had an American presidency in anyone's life who is listening right now that has been as bad as Joe Biden's first year. That's not hyperbole. That's not me trying. I know everybody wanted to compare Biden to Jimmy Carter. I think at this point it's unfair to Jimmy Carter. Biden is far worse than Jimmy Carter ever was. And by the way, Jimmy Carter was competent. He was intelligent. He was able to at least fashion his own thoughts. Now, he didn't make good choices and things did not go well for him. But Jimmy Carter is like... Orders of magnitude greater. I would trade Jimmy Carter, uh, maybe even Jimmy Carter at this age now for Joe Biden now. But but certainly 30 years ago, Jimmy Carter. Yeah, something I like to remind everybody about as well is the the storyline that was used, the narrative that was used to get Joe Biden elected, put aside the, the COVID pandemic and how they weaponized that. That was important, but I'm saying another area to focus on is this story that Joe Biden is a really a decent, warm, friendly, better kind of politician. You know, he's Grandpa Joe riding the Amtrak choo-choo to work every day. You know, he's just one of the guys. Total bull. I mean, yeah, when his son is not getting paid $80,000 a month by Ukrainian oligarchs or running around to Chinese hedge funds and saying, but put all that aside for a second. Here's the kind of stuff that Joe Biden says even this week. And we're supposed to believe he's a nice guy. We're going to keep pushing on this. And we're we're protecting our country's threshold liberty, the sacred right to vote, which I've never seen is under such attack. You know, it's always made it harder for blacks to vote, but this is trying to be able to figure out how to keep the black vote when it occurs from even counting. It's It's just not true. It's nasty. It's racial demagoguery, and he knows it, and he doesn't care. He's not a nice guy at this point. Yeah, I agree. He's not a nice guy. I don't know that he's smart enough to even know that the things he's saying are not true now. And and, and smart may be the wrong word. I don't know that he's functionally with it enough 
to even understand arguments and counter arguments now. I, I, I really don't have that sense. If he's not reading directly off a prompter, it's always difficult, I think, when you're in the White House to be aware of what the real world is like because you're in that strange universe of the White House, which is abnormal. Uh, what did Harry Truman say? Being a president's like trying to ride a tiger. I do think there's truth of that, whether you're a Democrat or whether you're a Republican. But I don't think Joe Biden has any clue what's really going on. When he was wearing that mask, walking across that uh, that grassy field at the White House yesterday, Buck, I watched that for a couple of minutes, watched him walk, and I thought to myself, it is the very definition of someone's home. The lights are on, but no one's home, right? I mean, there's no... There's, you can almost see it in the eyes. He doesn't have the cognitive ability to be aware. And, and I know we've used this analogy before, Buck, but every day it feels more and more like Joe Biden is, it's Thanksgiving, and Joe Biden is the elderly relative at your Thanksgiving dinner who is unable to know what's going on, follow the conversation, in any way be cognizant of what the actual day-to-day activity is there. Yeah, the, Dem- the Democrats are the party that mandates child abuse through masking in schools and engages in elder abuse by propping up this guy, Joe Biden, who I, I don't I don't like putting this stuff out. Right. They never should have made him president. They never it, it was it was a reckless thing to do to pretend that he was up for this and of sign of sound mind for the job we'll come back into more of this and we'll take some of your calls in the back of this hour to uh, 800-282-2882 that's 800-282-2882 you know that number give us a ring slippers are amazing but you got to have a good pair of slippers you got to make sure you can wear them inside and outside you want some memory foam you want a three-tier cushioning system that's what you get with my pillows my slippers that's right mike lindell's company has done it again with another incredible product that's just a part of making my day-to-day easier and more comfortable will be the same for you the my slippers are made with that three-tier cushioning system plus they can be worn all day indoors and outdoors they're made from high quality leather when they arrive you'll see they're just really well made and super comfortable clay loves them mr and mrs travis both wearing them i've got them at home we're gonna get the team here in new york hooked up with them Go check them out for yourself. Right now, our listeners can get these incredibly comfortable slippers 50% off. That's right, half price. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener specials, and use promo code CLAYANDBUCK. All MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. With our promo, you'll also get a copy of Mike Lindell's book free with your purchase. Remember to use code CLAYANDBUCK or call 800-792-3269. That's MyPillow.com. Make sure you use promo code Clay and Buck, all one word, or call 800-792-3269. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. With over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable, Visit gcu.edu. On this program, Clay and I are here to help you cut through the noise, the ulterior motives, to uncover the truths that no one else is going to tell you. That's what our colleague Mark Chaikin does, but for the U.S. stock market. Mark worked on Wall Street for 50 years. Across those decades, he invented three new indices for the NASDAQ and has predicted some of the biggest market shifts of the past decade, including the recent mania in AI stocks. Mark says the majority of Americans are 
Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Welcome back to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Please check out and subscribe to the podcast, wherever you listen to the podcast, the iHeart app. A great place to do it. Now it's free. You can also listen to music and stuff there, but you should clearly be listening to Clay and Buck Podcast. We're hoping to break an all-time record uh, this last month, and that means we're only going to have to do another one this month in March. And we'll get to some of your calls later on. I, I want to note that it's possible you might hear something tonight in the State of the Union address and, and in terms of how Democrats are going to try to frame the issue of the parental revolt against CRT in schools and the way that this was a mobilizing unifying force going into the Virginia election. Remember, the Democrat uh, governor's race in New Jersey was actually pretty close, which was remarkable when you think about it. It's a very blue state because of this phenomenon. And the so so yes, the, the Democrats recognize that this is a major challenge to them, and it continues on. The whenever you see debates over CRT, you have a lot of a lot of leftists who get very snide and they say, oh, you don't know what it is or, oh, that's not CRT or CRT is not being taught. And then it turns out they have to back off because parents go, well, hold on a second. Look at this. Hold on a second. This video exists or that video shows what they're teaching in schools. This is I mean, if you pay enough attention, you'll just see it crossing the radar on social media at some point, the video or either teaching materials at UC Berkeley, Professor Zeus Leonardo. Clay, did you see this, by the way? This is on, on CRT. If you see what this guy has to say about... I, I saw the headline, but I haven't heard the audio. Why, why are parents so fired up about this stuff being taught to their kids? Well, when you get to the graduate level of CRT indoctrination, if you will, you'll hear things... This is UC Berkeley, which is supposed to be an elite school, although all the elite schools now are basically social, uh, social justice factories of lunacy. And so that's why I'm coming up with this recent understanding that to abolish whiteness is to abolish white people. And that's very uncomfortable, perhaps, but it asks about our definitions of what race is and what racial justice might mean. Okay? So again, Rodiger is asking the same question here about this genuine class unity is not going to happen because within it are these cleavages of racial struggles and gender struggles that prevent class unity from sort of happening and prevents white working class folks from achieving their goal. You hear what the pathetic little Marxist said there, Clay? To abolish whiteness is to abolish white people. Oh, okay. Seems kind of like a bad thing to abolish a race of people. I don't know. Kind of a genocide. Uh, Big picture. There is no good response here, which is why we're eight months, basically. By the way, today is the uh, first primary that I'm aware of, state of Texas. Many of you out there listening right now going to vote in the Texas Democrat and Republican primaries today. Uh, but if you are paying attention, what you cannot allow to happen is for eight months of whitewashing on COVID to convince you that Somehow the Democrats solve COVID because that's their opening for uh, that's their opening, you know, I would say fuselage here, fusillade that they're going to have. It's an interesting word that they're going to have tonight in the uh, in the State of the Union. They are going to begin the argument of Joe Biden beat COVID 
because they are aware that there is nothing else that they can argue on behalf of Joe Biden. Inflation's a disaster. Murder rates skyrocketing. Borders a mess. Afghanistan, Ukraine, all of it's a failure. Only thing they can argue is COVID. And they are going to try to argue with every fiber of their being that they solved COVID. Our freedoms were first defined in our Constitution. It took all of 4,400 words to define them written longhand by a single individual and signed by 39 of the 42 delegates in attendance at the Constitutional Convention. Benjamin Franklin was the oldest at 82, the youngest, 26-year-old Jonathan Dayton. He was a delegate from New Jersey. It took 100 days to frame the words and meaning of this enduring document. Not a college more perfectly skilled and suited than Hillsdale College to teach each of us about this document and its impact on our lives. That's why Hillsdale has one million pocket-sized copies of the Constitution to give away to all of you. To get your free copy, go to clayandbuckforhillsdale.com. Hillsdale will mail you a free copy Paid for by the donors, no strings attached. Clay and Buck for Hillsdale.com and look forward to getting your pocket size constitution. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.